On the new Restaurant Influencers Podcast, you will learn how to tell your story online and how to be found. We have teamed up with Entrepreneur Magazine, Yelp, and Toast, our primary point of sale partner, to bring you this weekly video series. Please subscribe so you do not miss an episode. And if you'd like to learn more about the show, visit us at calibbq.media. Welcome to Restaurant Influencers, powered by Entrepreneur and Yelp. I am your host, Sean Walchev, owner of Cali Barbecue Media. In life and in the restaurant business, we learn through lessons and stories. Today's guest is Leticia Sky Young, owner of Lolo Seafood in Harlem, New York City. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. So glad to be here. Um, you know, it's been quite uh, the last two years, so um, the fact that we're here together is great. I'm just super excited. Well, we're excited. As restaurant influencers, the whole idea of this show is that you can build a community online, but you can also build a community in real life. And what we do in the restaurant business, we have a restaurant in San Diego, California. We've been in business since 2008. You've been in business since 2014. It's incredible when you have the ability to stay in business and to thrive in business. Can you explain to us in two minutes who you are and what do you do? Sure. Well, um, I'm born and raised here in Harlem. That's first and foremost. So the opportunity to open up a restaurant in Harlem was near and dear to my heart. Um, I've opened it up with my husband, Raymond Mohan. He's our executive chef. And, um, you know, we've been working in the restaurant industry, actually, him for well over 20 years and myself as well. Hope I'm not dating myself too much. Um, but, you know, we met working in fine dining and um, moving back to the community actually uh, in uh, 2014, we saw this space, uh, we toured it and we said, you know what, it's time for us to open up our own restaurant. So Lolo's is actually an acronym for locally owned, locally operated. Um, there's another part of the meaning to Lolo's, which Lolo's are actually these seaside shacks in the Caribbean. And Raymond and I, we actually spent some time living in the British West Indies. Um, we also have roots in the Caribbean. So we wanted our own little Lolo here in Harlem. And this is a Cape Cod and Caribbean mashup. Can you bring me back to that point? We have so many people that they're gonna be listening to this podcast that maybe they're building an online profile, maybe they're chefs, maybe they want to one day open up a restaurant. Can you bring us back to that point when you and your husband decided we're gonna jump off the cliff and we're gonna actually go and pursue this dream? Yeah, you know, um, it was just a crazy kind of seismic shift in our lives actually, and it just seemed that all of the stars lined up. I mean. We were working in restaurants. We met working actually in this restaurant called Colors. And Colors was a restaurant that was a tribute to the workers of Windows on the World, the uh, fine dining restaurant in the World Trade Center. So while neither of us had actually worked there, we were you know, kind of almost like called to work at this place. It was a second job for me, actually. Wow. Um, I was working in event management, and I was just so called. I wanted to do something as a native New Yorker. And when I heard about this project, I was like, wow, this sounds incredible. So he was the executive chef there. We met you know, working there. And um, you know, our journey began from there. We actually lived in Scottsdale, Arizona for a year. We moved to Anguilla where he was chefing there for a year. And um, coming back to New York in 2008 after the crash, 
we were just like, okay, we're here. And at some point, you know, we know that there's going to be an opportunity for us to build our own brand. Um, and that, you know, came when we were living in Brooklyn, we were living in Williamsburg and I actually, um, sold my house. You know, we were thinking it was our dream home, but, um, wow. there was a shift a in the neighborhood. That's a significant investment. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw the shift happening, you know, um, probably like the first bar that I ever managed. Cause I came up as a bartender in the industry was in Williamsburg like a long time ago. So I always saw what was happening just from a creative front. I was also a DJ and, you know, I'm really into music my whole life. So, um, you know, we saw what was happening there and we said, okay, we're, you know, gonna go back to Harlem, back to my hometown. And we were walking around and saw, you know, sign on this building that said store for rent. This actually used to be an old school Chinese takeout restaurant. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we've still got walks in the kitchen. We just engineered the menu, you know, according to like what we have and started from scratch. We really just, you know, built this brand up from something that felt authentic to us. So one of the things we love to talk about, it's people that have a dream to open up a restaurant. It takes so much effort, it takes so much money, it takes so many people telling you no, telling you you're crazy, and you literally have to run a marathon to get the restaurant open. And then you get the restaurant open, you realize you haven't even started the race yet. <laughs> Absolutely, so, Sean. So once, you, once you start the race, we run into all different kinds of challenges, obstacles. Do you, what's the, the most recent challenge or obstacle that, that's faced, that you've had to face? Well, you know, COVID has um, changed the landscape for a lot of people, even though this kind of looks like from the outside, like a takeout restaurant. We're now sitting in our backyard, which is kind of like our best kept secret. It's like a hidden oasis. It's incredible back here. Thank you. Thank you. We've um, put a lot of time and energy just to making it feel transportive because that's what we really want. We've been truly inspired by like, you know, um, a lot of travel. Ray and I have traveled to over 50 countries together. Wow. And, um, you know, for us, the biggest thing is that people, 80% of people were dining in because we had created this whole experience, you know, here right in Harlem. Like, you don't even feel like, you know, you're in the middle of New York City, let alone Manhattan in Harlem. And um, the fact that, you know, now that number is, is increased like 50-50 working with third-party platforms that's been a big challenge in terms of our bottom line. So, of course, labor is a challenge right now. Um, the food cost has skyrocketed. We're selling seafood here. Yep. We're selling seafood here. So, of course, that's like a big thing for us. Um, some of the costs have, you know, doubled, if not tripled. Um, and then also, you know, your costs are coming down with the third party platforms as well. So just trying to navigate that, still create an experience now that, you know, people are vaccinated, they're out and about a little bit more. Um, we've also migrated to different POS system to hopefully capture more native business. So those are just, in a nutshell, some of the challenges that we can you, face. Can you tell us about the technology tools that you're using specifically? Absolutely. So we just migrated to Toast POS system. Um, that's new for us. I mean, when I first opened, it was completely you know, bootstrapped by the money that we made from selling our home. Yeah. Um, we invested it in ourselves. 
and um, you know, I used what I could. So I was using a very kind of low key, something that honestly people would probably use more for like um, a coffee shop or something mm -hmm. like that as a POS system. And um, now, you know, we literally have just, you know, been migrating to Toast and we're working on our integrations. Um, even on our website, for instance, you know, we used to have like all the third party platforms. You know, typically if that was like 80% of your business was dining and 20% and maybe it fluctuate because we've got some seasonality here yeah. as a seafood shack. But um, if that, you know, chunk of your business is becoming more like 50% and you've got those commissions coming out from the third party platforms, that's kind of, you know, putting a, a big uh, squeeze on profit. And we're already in like a, you know, business where the profit margin can be really small. So what we've tried to do is um, really just use the integrations, you know, the direct integrations with Toast. We've had to take off all of those third-party platforms on our website specifically. We've increased our SEO on our website. Um, we're actually working with Pepsi, Dig In. Um, it's a big program where they're actually creating a lot of opportunity tech-wise specifically um, for, you know, restaurants, restaurants of color also, who, you know, even though I consider myself a great storyteller and a great brander, Marketing is, you know, completely different and digital marketing for sure. sure. Even though I, I, I have a, a marketing background, I studied communications and graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. But um, digital marketing and what has happened in like the last, gosh, five years with social media yep. even and the move to pay to play yeah. has really changed the, the landscape. So um, there's been a lot of things specifically that we're working on. But definitely, you know, getting in native orders through our website sure. direct has been a big thing that we're pushing for. I love that you said that. It's one of the things that we talk about on the podcast all the time is how important we call it smartphone storytelling mm, because we have all these that. tools mm -hmm. in our pocket that as restaurant owners, we can literally create short form video, tell our story, who we are, what we're doing in our community. And it makes a difference because then people, they see who you are and they want to support you know, the overwhelming support that we've seen personally. But when I go to your website, I'm so impressed with how mobile first it is. You know, the, t the tools that Toast is providing you to tell that story, not just on social media, because really the driver of your business is going to be the orders. You know, so it's, yeah. great, it's great to be on social media, <laughs> but one of the things that's important for restaurant owners and anybody that's creating content is you got to drive it as an e-commerce platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's been a, a learning curve with that for sure. us. Every single day is a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, because everything is changing yes. every day. And I think the pandemic has really kind of, you know, brought out those salient things that you need to focus on as a restaurateur in terms of really squeezing out the most of, of your profit. So, um, you know, we're here at, at this point, but it's been a long time coming for us to even get to this point. But on the flip side of that, with social media, I think we've been able to share with folks what we've been able to do for the community during the pandemic. And, um, you know, at the height of the pandemic, we were working with the World Central Kitchen and um, we were, you know, feeding hundreds of people per day and delivering the meals ourselves. Um, at the height of the pandemic, we served thousands of meals to seniors. Wow. 
to people who are food insecure in the neighborhood. And we're still continuing that work. And on 9-11, we actually delivered and made 500 meals for our local precinct here in Harlem. Wow. Um, just, you know, as a remembrance for, you know, um, what really happened that day and for first responders and just thanking them for their service in our community. You got hair standing up. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, it's, thanks. It's what we do as restaurant owners. It's, we can't survive without our community. And if we don't acknowledge the incredible people that help support our community in all different facets, we have nothing. Uh, Absolutely. One of the things that was difficult for me when we first started opening up our restaurant was was asking for help, was seeking mentorship. You know, it's that entrepreneur mentality where it's like, well, we can just figure it out. We can Google it. We can do this. We can do that. And right. then further on down the line, you realize, why don't I just ask somebody that is successful, that has had a restaurant, you know, ask them for help. Or now I have media mentors. I have different people that I have in my life. Do you have a mentor? Um, well, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I don't know that I have one specific mentor. Of course, you know, working with my husband, he comes with a dearth of information and experience. Um, you know, he's uh, one of the people who actually was responsible for the Nuevo Latino um, movement that happened, you know, here in New York. Uh, his mentor is Douglas Rodriguez, the godfather of Nuevo Latino cuisine. Um, now he's headquartered in Florida. But when you talk about some really amazing restaurants, um, you know, back in the day, Park Avenue South and the ABC building, Pipa, Chicama, you know, this was like a new movement. And Raymond was lucky enough to be a part of that movement in a big way. Um, you know, when they garnered, you know, three stars from the New York Times and what have you for all of these restaurants. So, just bringing that level of menu engineering, I think, you know, to our operation has been something that is matchless. Um, and it's quite a, a difficult task, actually, for a fine dining chef, I think, to really kind of streamline an operation where, you know, we can have it as a fast, casual business. And so that's what we've done here. But um, I've also found myself being a mentor to a lot of young people. Um, we give a lot of young people their first job. Great. Um, yeah, and I've been lucky to see, you know, people graduate, go through the whole cycle of college and, you know, change their majors and stuff and get jobs in like hospitality and hotels and what have you just because of their experience working here or to go on and be chefs in other restaurants. Um, and they started out here literally as kids in high school. Yeah. So I'm super proud of that. And actually, I am a mentor in the James Beard Legacy Network. This is like a new program that they've created. Amazing. Yeah, just um, this year actually built out of COVID where, you know, entrepreneurs like myself are reaching back within the community and we're becoming mentors to other young up and coming chefs whether they're entrepreneurs in the hospitality industry. So this is something that I'm super passionate about. That's incredible. Thank yeah. you so much for doing that. <laughs> it's so you. important for restaurant owners, for business owners, for entrepreneurs to realize that, you know, the lessons and the stories, back to how we started this podcast, lessons and stories is how we mm -hmm. learn and 
all the mistakes that we made, hopefully through this podcast and through sharing, somebody else can learn those lessons and, and being a mentor is so valuable. In, Absolutely. In the, in the hospitality space, we spend all of our lives taking care of others. It's literally mm-hmm. what we do and what gets us out of bed in the morning. What I've found is that with restaurant owners and entrepreneurs, typically the hardest, it's the most difficult for us to take care of ourselves. Is there anything that you've done recently, any new positive daily habit um, that you've started doing that has made an impact on your life, either business-wise or or personally? As a matter of fact, absolutely there is. I mean, um, you know, we'll take any apps that we can, right, (laughs) as restaurateurs, if that means like, you know, using Headspace uh, to wake up or to go to sleep, you know, listening to like some nightly podcasts. That's always a plus. Um, meditation, I think, is also really important. And there's an organization that we've done a lot of um, actually neighborhood cleanup with here in Harlem called Harlem Brain. But Harlem Brain is also kind of like a mind, body, brain, and soul movement uh, practice, actually, where they have classes three times a wow. week. And my husband had been doing, you know, the practice for like the last couple of months. I was a little slower to it, but now we've started it together. And um, it focuses a lot on breath work and movement and meditation. And it's been really, really, truly amazing. And they do a lot of great stuff in the community. They're actually connected to the UN. So not only here in Harlem, but they're connected to the Ibrea Foundation, which um, they take these practices and they go all over the world, um, Central America, um, as far as uh, Africa. And for me, you know, that's really important too. They go to these different communities and, you know, teach kids actually in schools um, how to do this meditative work. And that way they're, you know, hoping to put a decrease on gun violence and gang violence in all of these different places. So it's uh, been an amazing practice. That is actually. incredible. <laughs> we will, uh, we'll put links in the show notes so people yeah. can have that resource. Where's the best place people can interact with you on social media? What's the handle? Um, Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Boom. At Lolo Shacks, okay. actually, because we're planning some more shacks. Oh, we got more shacks in the work. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Expanding we're, in a pandemic. Yes. We're opening up Lolo's Tacos, which is going to be where the Yucatan meets the Caribbean. My family's from Belize. So um, we're going to get some good, great Belizean food in there. A lot of people don't know that there's such a crossover and tamales are like some of my comfort food. So, um, yeah, we've got that going and uh, that should be open around Halloween. That's incredible. Well, congratulations. <laughs> thank you, Sean. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Like always, if you want to interact with me, it's at Sean P. Walchef on all the social platforms. You can send me an email, Sean, at CaliBBQ.media. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, keep posting on social media. Keep impacting the community. And uh, tell a friend about the podcast. We appreciate it. Leticia, thank you so much. It's a beautiful thank day in you. Harlem. Yes, it is. Thank you for hosting us. Thank you for your Harlem. hospitality. Of course, anytime. All right.